Hello, folks. This is another exciting episode of our podcast, Could Be Your Life. My name is Jeff. I'm Caroline. She's Caroline. I am Jeff. Uh, <laughs> today we are talking about uh, a band that has some marimbas. Has you better some, fucking believe it. Has some vibraphones, some, some glockenspiels. Uh, they really run the gamut of uh, instruments you hit with mallets. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Anything you hit with a mallet, this band is on it, and uh, they'll hook you up. Yes, <laughs> and I am of course talking about tortoise. Hell yeah, tortoise! I uh, love tortoise. You love tortoise. I love tortoise yeah. too. They're so good. They All their good. albums are good. They are. You're right. All their albums are good. Like, I have my favorite, you know, but mm. they're all good. I agree. Tortoise, you know, um... Tortoise, I think, gets their credit, like, historically as, like, being an important band or whatever, you know, right. being one of the figureheads of post-rock or whatever, but, like, I still feel Back like Back when post-rock was exciting. <laughs> Uh, like when post rock meant like cool music, like Tortoise and Gaster del Sol and fucking Stereo Lab instead of an old man talking behind some fucking like brain dead arpeggios and crescendos. Those aren't the most like stirring emotional moments you've ever heard in music before. Oh my god, it makes me want to die. It makes me feel like I'm broken because it doesn't make me feel anything. <laughs> You're not broken. Uh, I, I just that's find... right. That <laughs> <laughs> it's very transparent, uh, heartstring pooling that kind exactly. of music. Exactly. It's like. it's like it's like listening to like fucking Celine Dion or whatever. Like you could feel, oh, this is the part where you're really supposed to like feel something. This is the part where you're supposed to feel sad. This is the part where you're supposed to feel transcendent. Like it's so, like designed by committee but people are doing it to themselves mm. um but yeah tortoise was post-rock before post-rock it calcified into formula mm-hmm. um, and you know we should i think i've said this on the podcast before but post-rock probably is like the worst genre name like yeah of any i mean they're actually no probably in IDM is the worst genre name, but yeah, because IDM is like insulting to all other forms of <laughs> dance music. Yeah, exactly. Um, like it didn't bother me until I got into like Detroit techno and stuff, and right. I was like, okay, so it's kind of implicitly calling music like that stupid. Mm. And there's also like kind of a weird racial element to that, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, IDM is uh, a bunch which... of pasty British motherfuckers. Yeah, which, well, I'm Canadian too, because isn't Boards of Canada kind of considered? I guess. I like Boards of Canada, but like. I, I don't get them. I don't like them as much as Jeff Mills. <laughs> Who rules? Um, but yeah, maybe after IDM, post rock is the worst genre name. Yeah. And like the least. In a sense, like, post-rock is a more meaningful term now than it was, like, in the 90s, because, like... Yeah. Because, like, now when you think of post-rock, there's an, like, easily identifiable sound that comes to mind, whereas, right. like... 
Word like they used to call Stereo Lab post rock and Stereo right. Lab. I would say they have something in common with Tortoise in the sense that there's like a Krautrock influence. Mm. But, and like kind of repetition and stuff like that. But like certainly, the, you know, Tortoise and Stereo yeah, Lab sound nothing alike. Yeah. Right. Although, if I remember correctly, John McIntyre uh, was a big contributor to Dots and Loops. Like he, I think uh, he was, and yeah. I think that makes sense because Dots and Loops sounds like kind of similar That's to some tortoise That's most tortoise-like stuff. album, probably. Yes, Dots and Loops is really good. I love Dots and Loops. Um, yeah, I need to like listen to it again because I've been listening to Stereo Lab a lot lately. Oh, good. Yeah. They're a great, 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 great band. They're so good. They are. And, and so is Tortoise. Um, so is Tortoise. I love them, too. <laughs> they're just like, like, their music is very, like, like to very, me. It's very what? Warm. It's Their music is very warm to yes. me. Yeah. And, like, comforting. Yeah. It is comforting. It's it's nice. It's nice music. It's nice music, but it's also interesting. Mm-hmm. And like it's minimalist, but in a way that's interesting. Mm. See, I, I where was minimal saying, uh, minimalism very easily be fucking boring for sure. Take um, it from me. B- before I went off about the term post rock, I was saying like I I think they get their like sort of historical due as being an important band mm-hmm. in that scene, but I actually still think Tortoise is an underrated band. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. Like, I um, agree, because... I, I, yeah. I don't think people fully appreciate them. Like, uh... And I think... And they're still putting out good work. They are! They are! That... that yeah, their, their album from last year was really good. It was excellent. And the one before that was, too. Yeah. Uh, and people... Yeah didn't really pay any attention to it or or give it any props i mean i think the catastrophist is like below a 3.0 on rym right now which is absurd it shouldn't be it's very good it is it's better than whatever fucking swans album was number <laughs> one that year what the fuck ever that's probably true i didn't i didn't even listen to that one because like I heard the sphere and i heard gives fucking... a fuck about <laughs> swans <laughs> would care uh a lot of people weirdly uh, uh yeah like a lot of people like who have so much in common with me musically and i'm just like why are you still caring about this <laughs> moron well when I, tortoise uh, right there <laughs> i mean we talked about swans on a prior episode i uh yes, i am a fan yeah. of theirs not so much their 2010s work but um but yeah, like they've put out the same album three times in a row now, and I'm just like over it. And, uh, and everybody's still fucking eating it up. Yeah. Up. And um, and I think, but but I think maybe the reason Tortoise is underrated is, um, they're unassuming. Yes. Yes. Exactly. They're not really an ambitious band. Yes, like, I agree. Um, you know, apart from maybe like. Jed or whatever off of millions now living yeah Um, but especially like since TNT they've been a not ambitious band really like they've just sort of you know Mm -hmm. every few years they get the gang back they've just reliably 
they've just been reliably putting out good work. Yes, yes, exactly. They are a quietly great band, is is what I would say. Yes. Um, I absolutely agree. And you know what? They're a killer live band too. Um, like surprise. Oh, have you seen them? I have. Yeah, twice actually. Um, and like uh, I'm cool. surprised actually at how great they were live because you know, I mean they're pretty. You know they're mellow. But, yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know, but live they were like really energetic and fun, and like the, they sound great, and they're just great musicians, and like I had a blast last time I went to see them. Uh, awesome. So that's my recommendation. Go see them live next time they tour. Um, they're still. If they come to your town. Yeah. Go go catch. And party you know? at your local indie rock club. <laughs> Um, I love the term indie rock club. It's so stupid to me. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. I know, but it just sounds so stupid. And I adore it. <laughs> um, do you have any like stories related to Tortoise or? Uh... No, I've just I've just uh, really liked them for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I just really think that they're good. I millions now living will never die is fantastic Mm -hmm. it's one of the best albums of the 90s to me alright yeah I guess I don't have any big story with Tortoise I remember like reading about them and um, like finding the description of them really fascinating like oh they're this band that you know uses kraut rock and Canterbury scene and like electronics and they do all this I don't hear a shit. lot of Canterbury scene in there. Um, like I, mean, I like I guess to I I would not be surprised to hear that those guys were big fans, but I don't hear a lot of it. Yeah, I mean that's that's just something I hear like brought up when I read about Tortoise a lot. Yeah. Um, like. Well, I guess because they don't have like Dagmar Kraus like fucking. <laughs> Sounding like a witch. Is Henry Cow Canterbury scene? Or no, that's rock in opposition. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I know. Caroline doesn't know the difference between the Canterbury scene and rock in opposition. <laughs> I can't wait. Are, are you sure you deserve to have a music podcast, Caroline? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't. <laughs> it's all right. Man, Henry Cow, that's a weird ass band. They're a weird band, but they are very good. Henry Cow, you know what? I think Henry Cow is over my head. The, yeah. When um, I try to listen to them, I'm like, this band is way smarter than I am. And it took me such a long, long time, and then like, I feel like maybe a year ago or so, I listened to, um, in praise of learning, and I was like, oh wait a minute, this is great. Like, but it took me a really long time to get to that point. Yeah, that's a whole scene I haven't really explored, like avant Prague in general. Yeah, I bet there's I a mean, lot of cool stuff in there. There but. is a lot of great stuff, and like I've listened to a lot of it, and I've listened to Robert Wyatt and Soft Machine and all that mm. shit, Gong, which are a great band. Um, but I kind of. 
when I listen to Prague, I kind of unfortunately want to listen to like Steve Hackett and <laughs> kind of the the more well known but less cool stuff. Right. I see I'm you listening always... to Henry Cow. Like, there's no wizards in this. Yeah, like, man, I want to listen to Gentle Giant. They have a song about being a dog. <laughs> it's called The Dog's Life. <laughs> Yeah, that's hey, if Mad Madlib sample Gentle Giant, so they must be pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that, that's the epitome of cool, isn't it? I guess. Yeah. That was like one of the first hip hop albums I had ever listened to, uh, Mad Villainy, and it was the perfect one for me because it samples Gentle Giant and Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> It sampled sleeping in a jar, and I was like, holy shit, stop everything. This was this made for rules. me. This was made for me. Here, Caroline, here is a rap album. Yeah. Yep. Just for you. Um, Got your dumb friend zap of shit on it. But like I was saying, like, uh, I, I remember reading a lot about Tortoise before I ever, like, actually got the chance to hear them and um i wouldn't exactly say i was disappointed when i first heard tortoise but uh i think i was expecting something more like wild than what i got which is uh pretty pretty sedate most of tortoises yeah they're they're pretty restrained yeah and you know a lot of their a lot of their music is kind of just groovy, you know? Like it's not um it, Yeah, I guess that's the best word for it. Just groovy. Like it just grooves. Yeah, yeah it's um, like uh Yeah, they do a great version of More Bouts to the Outs by Zap. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They are a Zap cover band. I guess I should have mentioned that in the first few minutes. Um isn't that it? That's like Andrew's dream is to be in a Zap cover band. <laughs> I just remember that time Andrew came over and the first thing he did was put Zap on the turntable like immediately <laughs> in my apartment. Great. <laughs> yeah. He just starts like dancing. Well, I, yeah, I remember when he came. He came over one time and we were listening to records. I put on uh, Voyage of the Acolyte by Steve Hackett and he was like losing his mind. He was like, this sounds like Bomberman. (laughs) That's pretty cool. It was cool. Yeah, Uh, Voyage of the Acolyte by Steve Hackett. It's a great uh, prog album. Steve Hackett was the guitar player for Genesis Mm. uh, when they were, you know, a really nerdy prog band. And it's a great album. I like it more than any Genesis album. Even Foxtrot. Do you like Genesis? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Fo- Foxtrot is great, and um, I haven't really listened to their like albums from the Phil Collins era, but like I think those singles are good. See, I actually do like Gen or er, Prague, but not really Genesis for whatever reason. Yeah, I I'm can't... not as into them as I into as I am into other stuff, but I do. I love Foxtrot. Fair enough, I suppose. But fuck the lamb. The lamb lies down on Broadway. Fuck that album. That album oh, sucks. Oh yeah. You know the album where Peter Gabriel decided he wanted to inhabit the spirit of a Puerto Rican street tough in New York City. 
Is that what that's about? Yeah. <laughs> that's you awesome. You bet it is. <laughs> it sounds w- like it would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I kind of want to listen to it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like Peter Gabriel's take on West Side Story. Kind of, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, Tortoise. Um, so I guess we'll start at the beginning. Uh, mm. 1994's Tortoise. first album, I believe. I don't, yep. I don't have the Tortoise page open here. Let me get to it. Uh, well, I do. Okay. It is 94. Good. Yep. Um, on Thrill Jockey Records, mm-hmm. uh, Chicago. Yep. Um, Thrill Jockey, probably, I mean, I don't know what their flagship act now is, but for a long time it was Tortoise. Uh, they were kind yes, of synonymous um, with each other. Um, they have a bunch, like, they have, like, um, like fiery furnaces. Oh, I didn't know they were on Thrill Jockey. At least at one point they were. I don't like them that much, ah, but I like Fire. They're a little too a cute. Lot. They're a little too cute for me. Yeah, but their music is just. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying about cute, but it's just sort of packed to bursting with ideas, which is something I always like. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're a pretty cool band, but uh, maybe we can mm-hmm. talk about them some other week. I don't know. Sure. Um, I don't even know who's on Thrill Jockey nowadays, though. Uh, I got um, I got an album by uh, this band called E, which was. Uh, Is that the guy from the, the lady from Live Skull? Oh. No, uh, it's um the woman, the guitar player for Live Skull, hmm. whose name I can never remember. Um, it's a really Probably good a album, though. It's a, yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, it's a cool album, though. It's, like, three guitar players and, like, kind of... If you like, like, guitar interplay and all that shit, Hmm. that's what you get. And they sent me another album uh, by this band called Oozing Wound called uh, Whatever Forever. That was also pretty cool. So, shout out to Thrill Jockey. Why did they send you these records? Uh, well, the E album I bought, and then they just sent me another one, I guess, maybe by accident. Uh, they just I wasn't, threw it in there. I wasn't going to send it back. Right, right. And I listened to it. It was pretty cool. Okay. Well, shout out to Thrill Jockey for giving you a free record then. That's right. That's nice. It is um, nice. But yeah, Tortoise is their flagship act, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the one that made their name. Um... And uh, this is their debut album, self-titled, from 1994. Yep. Um, I guess Millions Now Living is sort of what made them a, a household name. But uh, Whose household? You know, like college dorms. Alright. Um, but, uh, but this one came first. Yep. And it's not their most exciting album, but... I think it's got good stuff in it. I do too, and I think that like they're pretty fully formed. Like they are, they, definitely. They got better, but like their sound was always kind of locked in right away. 
the sound is totally in place and the musicianship is totally in place. Like, oh, yeah. This, this is a tight, tight band. Oh, God, yeah. Um, that you can tell is very um, well-practiced. Yes. Um, and, and I would say this is a lot sparer than mm-hmm. their um, upcoming albums. I mean, you described them as minimalist earlier. Yeah, um, which they are, and yeah. this, but this is more so, I think. This is them at their most minimalist, certainly. Yeah. Um, but you can sort of see them, the start of them sort of branching out in other directions on here. Mm-hmm. Um, like, with Onions Wrapped in Rubber, that's where you get this kind of, like, weird electronic experiment that's mm-hmm. just kind of this low pulse and... And like freaky sounds and shit, and a lot to... of like something that would be on dots and loops, actually. Yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know that sits next to something that's a little more obviously musical, like uh, Ry Cooter. Yeah, which, named um, after the uh, slide guitarist. Right. Um, um, he was on "Safe as Milk" by Captain Beefheart. Oh yeah. And. Uh, the first album by Little Feet, if you know the band, the southern rock band Little Feet. <laughs> I don't. I, oh, yeah, wait, yes I do. F-E-A-T, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. Uh, which my uncles always were like, usually this Little Feet, they're great. They have Roy Estrada from the Mothers of Invention. I listened Ooh. to them and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is for uncles. Some music yeah. is made for uncles. It really is. <laughs> God bless him. Like Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck was made for uncles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no yeah. one listens to Jeff Beck who is not an uncle. Except uncles. Yep. Right. Uh, I do like that song, Rice Pudding, though. <laughs> I don't know that Beck, song. Beckola. That's a good I, song. I literally but don't I only know like a that single song. Jeff Beck song. Well. And he was in the Yardbirds, like right? Yes, he was. Okay, I've never heard a Yardbird song either. You never heard For Your Love? I don't think so. How's For your love. For your love. You might have to give me a few more is. words than that. <laughs> that's all it is. You've seen Terry Gilliam's uh, Fear and Loathing for Las Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, you know that scene where they're running around the hotel hallway? Yeah. It's... And it's all crazy. That's the song that's playing. Okay. I can't remember the song, but... I'm sure you've heard it. I probably have. L- I look it up later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ry Cooter is, like, one of the more immediate tracks on here, as far as, like, melody yes. goes. Um, it starts mm-hmm. out with this, like, peaceful little intro, and then, like, it goes mm-hmm. into its main melody with, you know, marimbas or... Maybe that's a glockenspiel. I don't know. All, all, all the mallet instruments. No, it's things, all, so. Yeah, it's all very <laughs> similar shit. Mm. If it sounds like what Ruth Underwood played on those Frank Zappa albums, then it's a marimba to me. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but Ry Cooter is great. Um, my favorite track on here is Night Air, though. Um, yeah, that one's really cool. It's beautiful is what it is. Like, it just has this... Um, like it, it's it's got a melodica on it, or I think mm-hmm. that's what that thing is called, right? Yeah, the th- the thing that's the from the theme song to the office. Yeah. Yeah, that's I a guess, melodica. I guess it is. Yeah, um, but it 
That's a, that's a perfectly titled song, actually. It does sort of sound like walking around at night, and it's just it does, like this like, yeah. crisp, like snapping drum sound on it, and just this really melancholy, like melodica tones, and sort of gives mm-hmm. it a. That's that's another influence I hear cited for Tortoise a lot is spaghetti western kind of music. Yeah, um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and you can hear a bit of that on Night Air, I think. Mm-hmm. You got the opening track, Magnet Pulls Through, um, which is, I think, really cool. Um, yeah. I love that bass line that drives the whole thing. I love just the way the bass and the drums interact on that track is um, mm-hmm. really cool. They sort of dance around each other. Um, yeah. And and occasionally, like, you know, when it goes to, like, bow, bow, now, bow. Yeah. It's like sudden, like uh, it's sa- it sounds so good. It's like so snappy and deep sounding. It's yes, great. Yes, that's a oh god. This album sounds great. Also, like it does it, it just it really does. It's rich as hell. Like everything is crystal clear, sparkling, mixed beautifully. Like yeah, all their albums are. That's true. The, yeah, this one, like especially Magnet Pulsar, especially that bass, like. Mm-hmm. It, it's so present. I don't know. It's so good. Like, I could recognize that bass sound anywhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like. And then, um, something like Spider Webbed, which goes for eight minutes, uh, that can give mm-hmm. you an idea of, of Tortoise's groove capabilities. Um, yep. Which they just sort of ride out this, uh, yep. It's a very avant. It's a very avant-garde cover of the song "Spiderwebs" by No Doubt. Is that right? No. <laughs> well, they really—they uh, really deconstructed it. I think "Tragic Kingdom" came out in 1995, so. Well, that's why it was so avant-garde. Yeah. <laughs> so I like yeah. "Hop on Brunch" because I like that it uh, it samples the beginning from the who sell out 
Oh yeah, yeah, that is what that was yeah. from. I was trying yep. to like place that while I was listening. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I have heard this somewhere. Yeah, it's from um, the Who Sell Out, which no, is that's right. Just an album, an album that I love very much. I'm not a giant Who fan, but I really, really love that album. Yeah, we've talked about this before because I uh, I read the 33 and a third for it, which uh, yeah, yeah, which um, was interesting. I bet it was. Mm. Although it wasn't really about the album, it was kind of about the history of pirate radio in the UK. But that's still pretty cool. That itself was an interesting subject. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this first Tortoise album uh, kind of establishes the template and gives you um, an idea of. I think it gives you a pretty solid idea of what Tortoise sounds like. Um, yeah. Although I, I think like they expand on this like to much yes. greater degrees on their later albums but mm-hmm. but nonetheless this is this is embryonic tortoise here and uh i mean there are worse places to start i would say. yeah yeah you could you, you you could listen to this one if you want i think it's good i do too a lot of people think it's boring well a lot of people you know a lot of people are pieces of shit a lot of people are stupid <laughs> as, my, as my dad would say right um, so that brings us to Millions Now Living Will Never Die. This is my favorite. Okay. Um, maybe maybe my hot take for Tortoise is that I'm actually not as fond of this one as uh, as their later work. Um, okay. But, but, but it's certainly good. Um, I guess yeah. this is the album that really blew them Put up. Put them on I the guess. map. Yeah. yeah. People... You know, I, I wasn't paying attention in 96, but I'm told this album was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically introduced the term post-rock to people's consciousness. Sure. Although apparently uh, Tortoise themselves weren't... I mean, it's I think it's pretty typical for bands to resist the genre names that get attached to them. But, uh, but Tortoise was Right, especially if that's like... Like, post-rock wasn't an established thing. Like, they were... Tortoise are probably just like, yeah, we're just making kind of weird experimental music. Right. I don't know how they describe their own music, but I, I bet that they probably are think of themselves as like a jazz band or something. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know either. I do remember... Uh... Jim Derricottis, in his book, he had an interview with Tortoise from around this time. Jim Derricottis. And uh, they were talking about how <laughs> they saw a poster for like their show that said, like, come see the pre-post-rock legends. Oh, my God. And they so, were like, so, like, doesn't that mean we're just rock? <laughs> yeah, like, that's so dumb. Like, right. proto, proto-post-rock. Proto-post-rock. <laughs> Uh, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it must be frustrating to, like, try and come up with original and creative music to express yourself, and then someone insists on attaching, like, the dumbest genre name to it. Yeah. They possibly can. Uh, so, I feel for them. Um, yeah. But I'm sure they probably are just like they seem like a band that just focuses on what they're doing. Yeah. Then it shows. They're too busy stacking paper to care. Yeah. (laughs) Making making all that cheddar. 
making all that thrill jockey money. Oh yeah. Um, so probably Tortoise's most famous song is uh on here. Jed. Jed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or maybe Which it's is, Jade. I don't know. I don't know, but it's beautiful. It's a pretty interesting. Bit, yeah. Because um, a lot of it is very like with the use of marimbas and stuff. It reminds me a lot of like music for eighteen musicians, the Steve Reich. Definitely, definitely. Piece. Well, well, uh, we should point out this this song is like twenty one minutes long. It's um, yep. It's kind of sweet, actually. Like it, it's not like a um. It's not really a one coherent song. It's it's sort of yep. like stitched together from bits. It's like a, it's like a sweet like you know what yes would do. Mm. Close to the edge. And... Right. You even close to the edge though I think is more like unified than than Jed is really like. Yeah, I guess. It doesn't really have like recurring motifs throughout it. Or well, oh, I guess it sort of does. I guess that like ending part is kind of meant to mimic the opening part are you which one are you talking about the the end part that's just like the really slow bass line you know yes 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 and with kind of the the um the production stuff on here is cool like the like in the beginning of jed when the like kind of bass part is building up on itself and you just have this kind of like mechanical like yeah, whooshing noises. Like, wee, wee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. I don't even know what that's supposed to be. I don't either, but it's really cool. It does it's, sound cool. It's very atmospheric. Mm. And then like it eventually transitions into this like pinging noise that like and then you get some like cool swirly organs with some black parts, and then those yeah. fucking marimbas come in. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it, it is so very good. Steve Reichish, probably intentionally. I'm sure these um, guys have almost, listened to almost. their share of Steve Reich. Yep. Um, probably. And then, and then you get like this weird ghost part. It sounds like you're traveling through a tunnel to the afterlife. Uh, yeah. And then... Or to New Jersey. Or to New Jersey, sure. Uh, oh, it's all thing, basically. Jersey is, you know, the afterlife for people who have yep. given up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've only lived in New York for a few months. God, I remember... I, I, I'm supposed to hate New Jersey now, so I do. Yeah. Well, I was born in New Jersey, and I lived there for 12 years, and I remember when I was a little kid, and we used to go into the Holland Tunnel and to, to go to New York, and my parents told me that the Holland Tunnel was under the water, like under the Hudson River, and I was like so freaked out by that, because I couldn't understand how that works, mm-hmm. and it felt so weird. But I bet if I was listening to this album, I probably wouldn't feel so bad. I'd think about all the fishes, like, on the cover. You would just cruise along to it. Yeah. Or if I had seen Solaris, and then I could pretend that I was, like, that guy riding around that car, like, in Tokyo with all the highway and stuff. For, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I was watching watching, uh, uh, Solaris on the TV in our house. Like, we have one big TV. Mm. And uh, so my parents were 
were kind of watching it too, and there's the part where uh, Haria and Natalia Bondarchuk like drinks the liquid oxygen, and then she very slowly and painfully comes back to life, and she's like writhing around and coughing and stuff. My dad is not paying attention. He just looks up and goes, "Now what the hell is her problem?" <laughs> I said, "Well, she can't die because she's kind of like an alien." He was like, "Oh man, you don't want that. <laughs> That's a problem." Man, your dad should be a critic. He really should. My dad's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, like Jed is is probably their most famous song overall, and yeah. it certainly casts a shadow over the rest of this album. I think it does, but I think the rest of it is still very good. Uh, I I think the rest of it varies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Glass Museum, first of all, I I do love Glass Museum. I it, love Glass Museum. Glass Museum is gorgeous, dude. Like, isn't it? Just right from the very beginning, when you get that those first few like guitar notes that like bound down down, and then the whole thing just goes wah. It shimmers, man. It, yeah, it really, it's it, so it, good. It, yes, it's it's like the sun reflecting off like eighteen hundred glass things. That's what it sounds like, man. Yeah. And just beautiful use of, you know vibraphone slash glockenspiel slash marimba whatever it is uh it just oh god it's 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 gorgeous like it it's just sounds so damn lush like it's really one of the does. lushest like productions i think that i can really even think of that comes to mind And then you got along the banks of rivers toward the end, which is the yeah, um, I love, which is the uh, requisite you know spaghetti westernish track, and it's uh, great. It is great. Um, I guess it's the stuff in the middle that doesn't so much do it for me. Like um, I don't know, the taunt and the tame mm-hmm. uh, doesn't really do it for me. It's just sort of repetitive and not terribly interesting to me um okay the, the drumming is kind of cool on it dear grandma yeah dear grandma and grandpa well that's just like i guess like i guess like those three songs like kind of am just like uh they're just like of a piece yeah and it's like a, a little bit dip but with jet and glass museum and along the banks of rivers being as good as they are and they are yeah it it's still like this is still my favorite. That's fair. And it's, defi- um, it's definitely the one I've listened to the most. And I mean, I, I don't think those three middle tracks are like bad necessarily. Just um, 
just uneventful. Like, no, it's not like it's not like you know King Crimson throwing a Ladies of the Road on you <laughs> on islands. <laughs> I, islands. Uh, yeah. Sure. Need a. <laughs> Do you not know that song? No, I mean, I've listened to Islands before, but I can't recall. Because yeah, Ladies of the Road is about. King Crimson's version of doing a song about banging groupies. <laughs> so imagine what that would be like. Uh, that doesn't sound great. It's not. <laughs> and it's racist, too. Cool. So, yeah. So it gets double points. It gets double points. It's sexist and racist. <laughs> and it's bad. <laughs> Triple points. Yep. Well, you know, they can't all be winners. They really can't. No. Um, so, yeah, Millions Now Living. Uh, it's good. Yeah, and this has uh, David Paho from uh, Slint and Zwan. <laughs> but more importantly, Zwan. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot David Bio actually was involved with this. Um, mm-hmm. I believe he was on TNT also, wasn't he? He is, yeah. Yep, but he is. I hope he's doing all right. I do too. I remember when that all happened and I was really That was upsetting. Yeah, so I hope he's in a better place now. Um... Yeah, since we're talking about post-rock, I would actually heartily recommend uh, David Paho's album as Papa M, uh, Live from a Shark Cage. Oh, I haven't heard that. I, like, went into it with zero expectations. Like, I wasn't really even right. expecting to like it that much, but it was actually really cool. Like, it's a very cool album. Um, so that's that's Jeff's recommendation of the day. Live from a Shark Cage by Papa M. All right, cool. Yeah. He's he's released a lot of stuff as Papa M, apparently. As Papa M? Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Oh. Oh, and he just released something last year, so that's good. He released an album called Highway Songs. Ah, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Live from a Shark Cage. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so that brings us to TNT, I suppose. TNT, probably my other favorite. I would maybe say this is their best album. Um, it's so good. I and you know what? I would also probably say like this is the album to listen to if you've never heard Tor- Tortoise before. I agree. Um, I think absolutely. Because this gives you everything. Yes. I think that that they do basically. Um, you get you know. You get some of that spaghetti western stuff with uh, I Set My Face to the Hillside. Yep. You get Steve Reiki stuff with uh, 10 Day Interval. Mm-hmm. Um, you get just the kind of like mellow, jammy kind of thing. You get plenty of that. Suspension Bridge at Iguazu Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, you get just like great, just great like rhythmic stuff like Swung from the Gutters. Yeah. Uh, man, I love Swung from the Gutters, dude. Yeah, uh, I love... Um... A simple way to go faster and light that does not work. Yes. I love that song. Absolutely. Um, and you get uh, electronic stuff too, like uh, the, the long one in Sarah. In Sarah, Mencken, Christ, and Beethoven, there were women and men. 
Yes. That's yeah, one. I really, really like that. The electronic stuff on that. You're making it sound like <laughs> it's the uh, instrumental DJ track on a Linkin Park record, but it's not. It's really good. <laughs> is, is that what that sounded like? A little bit. Shit. Have you listened to the new Linkin Park album? Why would I do that? <laughs> For funsies? No, I've been celebrating my final week of unemployment by watching Frasier on Netflix. Ooh, that's not a bad way to, to do that. No, it's uh, actually, I'm enjoying it much more than I thought I would. It, yeah, I, I always enjoy it when I watch it, but I just never it's, watch it. It's good. Like, it's not, like, cool and avant-garde in the way that Seinfeld is or whatever, but it's just, like reliably good yeah exactly it's just like and the performances sitcom. yeah the performances are all really good um the dog it's really cute <laughs> and i get to always think about how kelsey graham in real life fucking hated that dog and hated people referring to it as an actor really oh yeah and he was like i'm an actor because I don't need a sausage to remember my lines and to walk around and make my mark. It's like, man, everybody knows you're smarter than a dog. It's fine. <laughs> like you don't need to. You don't need to be competitive with the dog. You, He's just gotta, a dog. He's right. just doing his best, and people liked him because people like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know that. It's really funny. Kelsey Grace. Chill a weird like just seems like a really weird person yeah I, i've heard he's a bit of a uh a bit of a crank yeah although apparently he had like a ton of horrible shit happen to him early in his life yeah like three members of his family got murdered like at different times holy and, shit yeah where was he living i don't know did he have like mafia ties or something I don't think so. I think he just was unusually, unusually uh, unfortunate. Damn. So quite frankly, like the fact that he was able to do anything with his life is pretty impressive. Yeah. I almost feel like he's earned it, like to be a to be a jerk. And we'll always have the video of him falling off stage. That's true. Oh, Any good. Anytime you're like, Kelsey Grammer's getting too big for his britches. You can just you can go just... back and watch that. <laughs> exactly. And it's great. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, TNT is good. It's very good. If you've never listened to Tortoise before, I absolutely think that this is the album you should go to. Because I think it's... I think it's... I think Tortoise can be a challenging band, but I think this is accessible enough while still being really weird and interesting. Mm. You know, um, see, I, I feel like uh, Tortoise's appeal is very wide-ranging, actually. Like, I, yeah. I, I think, I guess, I think I guess, anyone could enjoy Tortoise, really. Like, I don't know. Um, I guess, like, I know, I know like, like, Cat, for example, says that they don't particularly like listening to instrumental music and mm -hmm. so I can understand that um you know you know it's a a, a uh, under a, a an influence that I hear on tortoise that isn't talked about enough is like um exotica music like Esquivel and stuff from the early 60s yeah sure 
I hear a lot of that, especially uh, listening to these albums this time. I heard a lot of like Esquivel, mm-hmm. and I was really enjoying picking up that because um, certainly on like Iguazu Falls, like yeah. you, you could definitely yes. hear it there. Yeah, and I really like like that stuff, like that that Esquivel album. Um, um, I think is it called Space Age Bachelor Pad Music? I think it yeah, might be. Yeah, and it's I love that album. Yeah, and um, but but what you were saying about accessibility, I mean, I I think like you know there are some people who just can't get into instrumental music and like yeah. that's that's fine, um, but like I I really feel like Tortoise is very uh widely appealing if yeah you know people sort of frame it sometimes as like egghead music you know. Like <laughs> And and it's really not. I mean, like no, I was... it's not. It's it's much less so than you think it is. Right. And like, but I mean, like I was playing this around the apartment for the last couple weeks, and like my roommates, who you know, they don't know who Steve Reich is, but like, they were they were enjoying it. Like they were asking me, like, oh, who is this? This is pretty cool, you know. Yeah, I feel like this is stuff that like my mom would. Yeah. Kind of. Like, yeah. Sure. Um, like she probably I, wouldn't seek it out herself, but if if I were to have it on, she wouldn't be like, "What the hell is this?" She would probably <laughs> be like, "Oh, what's this? This is good." Right. I mean, I I think maybe the only thing that's like challenging about it is that it's it's kind of subtle music. I think. Um, yeah. Which, and which I was is, also kind of thinking of this like there's no 20 minute suites that open the album. You know, <laughs> like there are some long songs, but they're of a more manageable right length. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I, um, that's sort of like what I was saying before that I think Tortoise is a quietly great band. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of for that reason. Like it is, it is kind of subtle music and like you don't necessarily notice how much is going on, like from a cursory listen, I guess. But like, yeah. Um, but as you allow this music to like kind of grow on you. Exactly. And grow with you. Like you really pick up on the genius that's like underneath it. Yes, and just just the chemistry of like the musicians also like. Yeah, there's. It, it really is amazing how like tight so, the band is. Yeah. They're so like their their instrumental interplay is like so sophisticated. I think. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell like just how good they are like <laughs> as collaborators. Yeah. And maybe seeing them live even like uh, like solidified that for me because mm-hmm. you know um, I remember like they played "Swung from the Gutters" and like they used two drum sets for it, which was really cool. Like um, when they they did ten day interval and it was like three of them all playing the fucking marimba at once. That's uh, so impressive. <laughs> yeah, and you know like it was it was just really cool to see 10 day interval is a fucking great song dude it I really guess, is um, you know that's their that's the steve reichiest moment on here probably mm-hmm. it but is you just gotta love those like intricately woven marimbas i'm just gonna call them marimbas for the rest of this episode regardless that is of what they are <laughs> okay. that is, it, they okay. are marimbas so i'm not no. always sure if they are yeah marimbas or no not. i'm not i'm not an expert on um mallet percussion <laughs> instruments sure I do know, like, I'm, I was in my percussion section in my inst- uh, elementary school band, mm-hmm. and so I did know people that played the, like, 
whatever it was. It wasn't a marimba. It was something cheap. But marimbas are cool. Whatever. They are cool. They're very underused. More bands should have marimbas. They really should. Um. So I guess that brings us to standards. Standards. This is a very Fourth of July appropriate album. <laughs> yeah. Because it's got American flag on the cover, sort of. Um, this is not an album of standards. I should probably no point that out first. Uh, there is a song called Six Pack, and Six Pack would be a standard if I was running things, but it's not. <laughs> it's not that one. It's, it's not that Six Pack. God, it would be so great if it was. <laughs> um. So this album sort of sees them continuing to incorporate more electronic textures into their music. Um, yeah. I mean, they always have. They've very like, subtly, yeah. They've very subtly, like, grown mm-hmm. and added more. But there's definitely, like, more synths on here than there really have been previously. Yeah. Um uh, this album has also one of my absolute favorite tortoise songs, which is Monica. Uh, okay. Monica is killer. That is like a dance floor jam, dude. It's um, really good. And I just love the way it starts also with just this big like synth, like total 80s synth. This like bam, yeah. bam. And this cool like wah-wah guitar going like wow, now, 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 now. Yeah, it sounds like some like yawn, yawn hammer shit. <laughs> Really... But yeah, John Hammer from Mahavishnu Orchestra. <laughs> Everyone knows. There's no reason for you to to tell us who won. Well, no, everybody is. knows John John Hammer from um, Miami Vice and everything. I don't know if you all knew that he was in Mahavishnu Orchestra, who were a great band, who were kind of the tortoise, the tortoise of their day. <laughs> I had no idea who Young Hammer was, or that he was in Miami Vice. So he did the theme song. Oh, okay. He did, I think he might have done all of the, like the whole musical score. Neat. I've seen one episode of Miami Vice, and I watched it because it had the girl who played Eva in Stranger Than Paradise. Ah. And it was kind of fun. It had Edward James Olmos in it. <laughs> And that's always fun to see. Yeah. You gotta love yeah. Edward James almost. Yep. Um, I would also say that this album is um, them at their most playful also. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Th- there's a lot of kind of like funny sounds on this album. Yeah. Uh, like Tortoise, or, Tortoise, I feel like, are not a band that take themselves too seriously. No, I don't think so at all. Very much to their credit because... Mm. Because, like, if music like this is too serious, then it doesn't connect with me. Like, I appreciate that you can make music that's very... That is taking influence from, like, neoclassical and minimalism and, you know, smart Hmm. sources, but not, like... Not kind of, um... You know, like, embalming it and, like, treating it like it's not this a living thing that's capable of, you know, the right. whole gamut of emotional expression. 
like I was saying, it's it's not egghead music. It's not. It's and, not. And like you were saying, I think it's warm music also. Like this, this is music that likes you. It's it's friendly music. I think yes, also. it is. Fr- it is friendly music. Mm. And I think like it, to describe tortoise to someone, they might not think that. But once right, you right, you're it, like, oh yeah, they're like in they're like you know influenced by jazz and Krautrock and Canterbury scene. Like that sounds like fucking like music for dickheads, you know. But yeah, it's not <laughs> but, all. But, but it's not. Um, but yeah, like like something like Eros, for instance, which has these sort of like fun like it it gets going with this like wah, 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 sound, and it sort of yeah. sounds like like Yoshi coming out of the egg in Super Mario. It does World. sound like Yoshi. Yeah. It does sound like Yoshi. <laughs> and it's got these like steel drums through it, and like these kind of like skittery electronic drums and yeah um and that, and that's a really neat track i think it um is. and then you got like benway next which is also really cool like this this very slinky sort of track this synth that like sidewinds its way this yeah very future have you ever listened to trans am actually no no no. They're, they're sort of like tortoise with more synths. Okay. And uh <laughs> and I feel like they they're actually tortoise became more trans am ish as as they went on. Uh That makes sense. <laughs> um but like yeah, like like Benway to me is a song that sounds like trans am to me. like Seneca that opens it starts out with this cool like drums and distorted guitar like kind of their hardest rocking moments like. yeah it's interesting it's interesting like on the later tortoise albums they have more moments that bring in like heavier guitar mm-hmm. and it, I'm just like oh that you know that's such an in- that's an interesting development mm-hmm. to kind of bring that into their sound yeah yeah they're I, that, that's the other thing like uh, the last couple tortoise albums which i really like spoiler i really word, like too um you know people sort of talk about them like oh another tortoise album wonderful tortoise yeah. doing the same old shit they always but do but they're not they're not at all i feel Their like people are not even listening to these albums their like, sound has developed it really has and people are like kind of not giving them credit for it i think because they're such a subtle band musically and so, you know, people are not 
Well, it's like how people would always say that Stereo Lab released the same album over yes, and over, and that is didn't. blatantly untrue. I yeah, they, hate they it when didn't people at all. That. Someone said that at one point, and then everyone just like repeated it. Like, yeah. there's, there's no other explanation for it because it's like objectively not true. Yeah, <laughs> just like listen to three Stereo Lab albums, and they will probably be very different from each other. Exactly. Ah, but anyway. Um, so yeah, standards is good. Uh, the, uh, it is good. Yeah, it's another good tortoise album. I mean, it's another, it's, an, it's another winner. It's another winner. <laughs> um, Take it to the bank, boys. <laughs> um, so I, I guess that brings us to it's all around you. Uh, uh, I really, really like this album. Okay, okay. To me, um, yeah, I really I listened to it and I I really enjoyed it. Okay. This one I, is... I think I like the next two better, probably. You but like I, I like the next two. Yeah, yeah. More, but I I really liked this one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know uh this album was seen as pretty weak when it came out. Uh right. and I think well, I don't know. I thought a lot of people considered it the weakest tortoise album, but apparently the last two are in a lot of people's minds, which I don't agree with, but, um, but, but this one, um, this is the mellowest tortoise album. It is. Probably. I was probably just in the mood to kind of mellow out. This is, um, to me, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like this album, but like Uh this one, I think you could level charges of it being boring and I could like see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not as like dynamic or as musically colorful as mm-hmm. I think a lot of their other albums are. Yeah. Um, but you know, if it's the kind of thing you're in the mood for, it it does the trick. It, it sure does. <laughs> I would say, and um, it does have one of their all-time greatest tracks, which is Crest. Oh, I was uh, going to shout out Crest. Yes. That song is fantastic. Yes, and that's actually kind of a big, like, heartstring pooling song. Like, it's, yeah. it's very, you like, know epic what? sounding. When they do it, they mean it. <laughs> because they're not doing it all the time. And so right. when they do it, it's special. But, yeah, Crest is, like, huge, though. Man. It like, is. It really, like, reaches for the rafters with that, like, yeah, well, I guess it's not a chorus, but you know what I mean. Like, there's a part yeah. that clearly would be the chorus if there was, you know, vocals. Uh, yes. <laughs> where it's, like, really, like, I don't know, it's like soundtrack music. The most epic mm-hmm. thing in the world is happening, and this is soundtracking it. I wish Tortoise got fucking soundtrack work instead of explosions in the sky. Yeah. Did the fucking music for Friday Night Light. Yeah. And everybody acted like so great. Oh, we did it! We did a soundtrack for a TV show about high school football. We're so cool. Isn't that show supposed to be good? It's supposed to be good, but that doesn't mean it is. True. I think I'm tired of prestige television. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired of the idea of it. We're I just want to watch peak Fr- TV, Caroline. Yeah, I'm tired of the idea of it. I just want to watch Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> you telling me Frasier isn't prestige television? <laughs> it does have an adorable dog. It does. That's all it yeah. takes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, like I said, this is a very mellow album. Uh, yep. Look, look at that album cover. 
that's what this album yeah. sounds like. Looks like a screensaver. Yeah, it is. It's um, I mean, this is background music, I think. Yeah, uh, it is. Which but it's so. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> so do there, you want to talk about uh, beacons are, of ancestorship? Well, yeah. Were, was there anything else about it's all around you that you wanted to? I guess not really. No. Okay. I just I just really liked it. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Uh, so that brings us to beacons of ancestorship, which uh, I guess this will be my second tortoise hot take. I, I, it's either this or TNT is my favorite tortoise album actually. Really. Like, some days I think it's this one, honestly. Like, this one is really good. Again, I was surprised that they were still bringing it so it's, hard. It sounds so vital. It does like, not. Like it does. It career. does. Yes, um, and I feel is, that way about the next one. Yeah. Too. Which is they're weird still making like, vital. Uh, uh, you would ask fucking professional music critics, and they would tell you the exact opposite. Like, oh, this is fucking well, tortoise the doing the same old shit. Oh, this fucking always do. This doesn't sound anything like any previous tortoise album. Like, I don't exactly know that where bo- people are bothers me a lot. <laughs> that bothers me a lot. I, people, I think people are just tired that tortoise are still out there doing it, and so they want to make them stop, and so they're gonna say, oh, "Look at them doing the same thing over and over again," even though they're not. Right. Makes me mad. Pisses me off. Pisses me right off. This is like their rawest album, actually. Like it it's, is, it's, yeah. It's a lot less like pristinely produced than their other. Yeah, um, it's it's a little like. It's energetic. I don't want to say punk, yeah, but it is energetic, and it it has <laughs> more of an it edge punk? to it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say that it was punkier. It is though. But it is. but I'll it is, yeah. That. All right. Well, thank you. It is punkier. I mean, prepare your coffin. Like, yeah, that's like a like a raucous song. Like, it is certainly so by tortoise standards. It's uh, it's God, so good. It's, it's one of my favorite tortoise songs, actually. Like, it's 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 hype as hell, man. Like, it's really, yeah, um, anthemic. And it has like these kick-ass dueling guitar lines, like which I love when people do that. Mm-hmm. The haters. That's what that's I want right. to say. That's also right. got that like Yin Zhang Chiken Chiki song on here. I yep. don't know how you pronounce that. But uh 
but yeah that's like this weird rock song also like yeah just like this distorted lumbering like beast of a song yeah like what uh, the fuck people aren't even listening to these albums they really aren't like just just listen just do it put the work in <laughs> and it will reveal itself to you yeah and just, really listen to it really listen that's right <laughs> um but yeah, like highlights for me. Uh, I love the opening track. Yes, uh, I do high, too. High class slim came floating in. Yep. I love I love the synth arpeggios on that track. I knew uh, you would. You know how I feel about arpeggios. Yeah, I was. I remember listening. I was like, "Ooh, synth arpeggios." Jeff is going to talk about this. <laughs> you were right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I sure was. Synth arpeggios are my second favorite kind after guitar arpeggios. So. Yeah. Um. You know, they they both uh, have their place, I say. Of course, yep. Yeah. Um, prepare your coffin, as I mentioned before. Um, the fucking Yin Jang one. Yep. Uh, that one's also really cool. Definitely yeah. the hardest rocking thing Tortoise has ever done. Ever, uh, yeah. Yeah. Gigante's is really cool. It's got this, like, shuffling rhythm and... I don't know, it's using instruments. I don't even really know what they are on it, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the lead, I guess it's a guitar. Maybe, I maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know what Tortoise is doing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it sounds like a guitar that's like treated mm. through different effects and stuff. More than likely. Yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of arpeggios, you also got Charter Oak Foundation, which mm-hmm. is uh, built on a guitar arpeggio. That's right. Um, with some cool, some cool synths. Uh, definitely like that one. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, this whole thing just sounds, like, really, like, energetic and... Yeah. I don't know if raw is quite the word I would use for it, but certainly by tortoise standards, it sounds raw. Um, (laughs) and it's got a lot of, like, buzzing synthesizers, you know? Kind of, like, a little little edge to it. Yeah. this This is the edgiest tortoise album, I think. That's right. They broke edge to make this album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, listen to this is yes. my advice. Um, Give Latter Day Tortoise a chance. Really, please. really. You will not be disappointed. I promise. Don't. Uh, well, I mean, if if you like previous tortoise, anyway. Uh, but yeah. D- yeah. Don't let people tell you that these later two albums aren't good. Yep. Because they are. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, man. Don't fucking worry about it. <laughs> uh, so that brings us to the Catastrophist. This one is really good. It, and it's it is, like isn't very, it? Like, they have a fucking cover of the song Rock On. <laughs> like... Who would fucking expect that? Mm. That they would do a glam rock cover? Um, it does have an unfortunate uh, cover, but... Yeah, I don't really know what that's... Like, it looks cheap. <laughs> uh, but... It looks like a Tim and Eric, like, animation. It kind of does, yeah. Mm. Which, but, you know. um... Well, again, like we were saying, this, you know, I think that cover shows that 
Spanned has a sense of humor. Also. Yeah, yeah. Would an egghead band put that on their cover? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. They wouldn't. <laughs> is the answer to my rhetorical question. Okay. Bless you, by the way. Thank you. Sorry, guys. I'm getting a cold. Yeah, that sucks. In the summer colds, they're not fun. I have allergies. Uh, I don't. I'm lucky in that respect, but I guess I'm being punished for my hubris. And it fucking sucks because, like, spring used to be my favorite season. Oh, you developed allergies? I did, yeah. As like, in my 20s, I uh, developed allergies. Uh, and now, like, spring, I just spend three straight months, like, sneezing and having a fucking runny nose and shit. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. But what are you gonna what do? What are you gonna do? I still like spring. I guess oh, I could, like, take Claritin or something. Wait, are you not doing that? No. You should do that. It helps. <laughs> I guess. Well, I can't tell you how to live your life. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not your mom, but you should try that stuff because it helps. All right. I don't know. I guess I'm just, uh... I know a guy who used to take Claritin to get high, so... Maybe that, uh... How did it make him feel? <laughs> well, first of all, like, I'm not... I, I'm not making that up, first of all. Like, uh, Claritin really does have a drug in it that if you take in large doses will give you, like, horrible hallucinations and shit. Oh, is it like the, like the shit that's in Benadryl? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when maybe maybe I'm thinking a, of Benadryl, not Claritin. Yeah, because when people take a shit ton of Benadryl, like, they have horrible hallucinations... Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, one of the most unpleasant uh, yeah. experiences like, you can Like, have. DXM, like, can be kind of pleasant mm. if you're smart about it and everything, but uh, I've never heard anybody... I've never heard of anybody having a good experience when they took a shit ton of Benadryl. Yeah. I think you might be thinking of Benadryl. Yeah, I'm thinking of Benadryl. That's right. Also, like, like if you don't take too much of it, you'll be fine. <laughs> Like, unless you're deliberately trying to get high, you're not going to. Which you shouldn't. You shouldn't. No, don't do not do that. Don't don't get high. <laughs> At all. <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. Don't, just, just, you know, you're fine. Everybody's fine just the way they are. You don't need drugs to be cool. Just, ta- just think about the way God made me. Hmm. Um, so yeah, the catastrophist. Yeah, it's uh, got Georgia Hubley, and oh yeah, it does. Her voice is always very warm and comforting, and so yeah. to hear her on the song uh, "Yonder Blue" is yes. very, it's yes. very nice. That, that is lovely. That's a nice touch. Um, yeah, the first time vocals have appeared on a tortoise. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, for a totally instrumental band, that's kind of a big deal. That's them branching out and doing something very different from whatever they've done before. Yeah, especially since they waited so long to do it. Yeah. I mean, this is 22 years into their career. Fucking Pitchfork giving this a 6.8 out of 10. <laughs> and that's more charitable Tiny than mix- M was to it. T- Tiny mixtapes, two and a half stars. What? Fucking think you're better than Tortoise, Tiny Mixtapes? I got news for you. You are. Tiny Mixtapes is definitely not better than Tortoise. I got news for you, Walter Cronkite. (laughs) (laughs) 
you just quote Zoolander? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of I you. I ain't above it. I ain't above it. <laughs> no, nah, I love Zoolander, dude. <laughs> I, can I remember. I remember watching it with my mom, like, when it came out. So I was, like, 10 or 11. Yeah. And we had the best time. Yeah. My mom loved it. <laughs> Me and Paige, uh, I don't know. We go, like, Hansel, so hot right now. Like, yeah. anytime. Like, we're looking at something that's, like, blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love when he yeah. says that um, one of his personal heroes it's sting no he <laughs> doesn't like, like i don't really music, listen to just, his music but just the fact but just that he's the fact he's it. out there yeah just the fact <laughs> he's like out there. <laughs> that is a great line yeah um uh actually my favorite moment in that whole movie is uh david duchovny's cameo yeah like, as the um, hand model. as the hand model yeah like there's that bit where like you know he's he's explained the story and they're like and but then like the evil people like come up on them in the graveyard and he's like all right Derek I'm counting on you or whatever and they have this like heartfelt moment and then as he runs away he steps on his little like hand protector thing and it crashes and he just goes ah you freaking idiot (laughs) 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 it's pretty great Um, it's pretty good yeah I love Zoolander uh but anyway, the catastrophist is good. It's very good. Yeah, it's also got synth arpeggios on it. Uh, with it sure fu- it sure guess, does, baby. Guest keep. I don't know how guess you pronounce keep. that, but I don't know. Uh, I, they got songs where I don't know what they're referring to. Yeah, what are you doing, tortoise? Yeah, what are you talking about? It's probably doing? it's probably some like obscure river in some country I've never heard of. <laughs> the only country I need is. America. <laughs> That's right. Land of the free. Yep. I guess we are coming up on the 4th of July, so... Yeah. We have uh, to, uh, you know, express how deeply we love America on this yep. podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it has its moments. Uh, no, nah, America's basically a trash heap, but... Yeah, uh, but you know. But what are you gonna do? Right. Well, like I've said before, I'm like, when it comes to the arts, I'm kind of a nationalist. But yeah. Um, other than that, I basically think America's a trash heap. So. Yep. Yeah. What are you gonna do? It's where we are. <laughs> and we just gotta accept it. Yeah. Well, I guess we could go like, run out in the streets and protest and shit. Wild in the streets. Mm. Wild in the streets. Yeah. Exactly. Like that movie. That, like that movie. Yep. Um. But yeah. Have you ever been to a protest? Actually, no. I haven't either. I've always been too um too nervous. <laughs> like about just being around people, or yeah, I think it's more of that. Like I, I mean, certainly, like certainly, um. In Charlotte, there were definitely protests with a lot of police activity, and I was worried about that also. Mm. Even though knowing, like, I probably would not be the target of it, but right. just it's still, like, I'm too nervous. So I'm not really doing my part, so... Yeah, it's cool. I'm not either. Yeah. I just complain on my podcast that 90 people listen to. Yep. And that's how I choose to change the world and society. 
Maybe it'll work. <laughs> you oh. never know. You never know. <laughs> Someone else protest double for me, and yeah. I'll take the credit. Yeah. Give him, give him one for me. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe I, I think part of it is a deep-seated cynicism about, like, the efficacy of protest. Also, I guess but. I feel that, but I also feel like, like. I mean, historically, it does lead that's, to... That's the only way anything has ever changed, right? Exactly. I mean, that's why we have fucking the eight-hour day and shit. Yeah, exactly. Because people were wild in the streets. Yep. <laughs> uh, of course, but... we're, like, pretty losing that pretty steadily also. So. Yep, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, like, the neo-industrial revolution and, you know... Having to work in a coal mine, <laughs> See, becoming an indentured like becoming an indentured servant to a Silicon Valley startup. Yeah, because that's kind of the way tech, things are so. going. Yeah, I'm getting into tech, so I'm probably gonna be uh, working for some shit ass company that's like destroying the planet. Yep. Well. We'll be dead soon, so... (laughs) That's the way I choose to look at things. We'll always have that. Yeah. I don't know. I could work for an innocuous company like Goodreads. I saw Goodreads was hiring the other day, and I was like, oh, I would love to work for Goodreads. Maybe. That would be cool. They're not destroying the world, are they? I mean, I'm sure they would if they could. (laughs) Well... I mean, they're just providing a handy way for people to rate things that they've read. Yeah, rate your books. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, are we closing the book on Tortoise? <laughs> I, I think so. Okay. They're a great band. They're uh, a great band. Give them a chance, and you will not regret it. Hmm. Um... So next time, we have another delightful band for you. Yep. Um, have I told you already who they are? No. Oh, okay. You were just taking my lead on that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. That was good. That was good. We work as a team very well, Caroline. Yep. Um, so I guess I should give my hint. Um... Hmm. Trying to think of a good hint. Okay. I got it. Mm Mm-hmm. Fucking nerds. Okay. Also, just so you all know, that Esquivel album I was thinking of was Other Worlds, Other Sounds. That's the one I really like. Oh. Who did, uh... He did Space Age Bachelor Pad 2, but the one I really like is uh, Other Worlds, Other Sounds. Cool. So. All right. Uh, okay. So get ready for some fucking nerds next time. All right. And uh, we'll see you then. This has been our podcast. Could be your life. <laughs>